0: brother. Ben, Hogwarts Castle has many mysteries. Like, how do the paintings consume alcohol? Like, does their drink ever run out? Why is Harry content to talk to the painting of Albus Dumbledore? Like, does he count as the real guy? And are you telling me not one single portrait saw the giant basilisk slithering through the hallways and Chamber of Secrets? I mean, look at the shot! Like, how many paintings even are there? 36. Counted them myself. Mm, Personally, I think it's more, but maybe someone didn't pay their math budget. Also, maybe it's possible I just don't understand how the paint works in Harry Potter. Paint aside, though, there is one giant thing living at Hogwarts that I feel like we never got much of an explanation for, and that is the giant squid living in the lake. What in the name of Merlin's pants is even the point of this thing? Hey, brother! Ben, question for you. How do you make a squid laugh? Mm -hmm. 10 tickles. Ooh, sorry, really cracking myself up there. That's <laughs> oh, gonna be a good video. The giant squid has been around in Harry Potter since the beginning. And I mean like the beginning, beginning. Even in JK Rowling's earliest sketches of Hogwarts castle, she made sure to include in the middle of the lake, the giant squid. Like she even references it in her notes. As is the Whomping Willow, which I just love by the way, because it just shows how much of the story she actually had planned in advance. But with that in mind, the Whomping Willow serves several major plot elements, like Harry and Ron crash into it, Ron breaks his wand, which makes Lockhart lose his memory. And, uh, who, who am I? Also, also, actually, actually, it is planted over the secret entrance to the Shrieking Shack, where Harry's 30-year professor used to go to transform into a werewolf in secret with Harry's dad. Conveniently. Seriously, why do people think this is a safe place? No, guys, you're not hearing me. The punching tree is protecting the students from the werewolf. Yes, but don't you think if the students get too close, that could be a little dangerous? Why would they get close to a punching tree? Are you kidding me? They are definitely going to get close. Are they though? Yes. point is, the Whomping Willow did stuff, and yet, despite its earliest of inclusions in Harry Potter, the giant squid never does anything to be relevant to anyone ever at all. We get precious few instances of its existence at all other than it just sort of lazily sunbathing around at the end of term. It doesn't even show up when Harry himself has to dive to the bottom of the lake. Like, what is the point? I suppose you could just say it adds to the majesty and the mystery of the castle. Like, of course there's a giant creature living in the lake in wizard school you have to know to avoid. But here's the thing. Giant squids? actually exist. If you're going to choose some sort of a giant creature to exist in your magical lake, why choose something so distinctly non-magical? You could even just give it more of an air of mystery. Just call it the monster in the lake. It would literally change nothing. Just think of how many videos we'd have speculating about that. Interestingly, J.K. Rowling might disagree with you on the Unmagical front. Although their extraordinary bodies have been washed up all over the world It was not until 2006 that a live giant squid was captured on film by muggles I strongly suspect them of having magical powers and she does have a little bit of a point here like despite these Massive creatures and I mean massive like 59 foot long one-ton creatures existing We as humans have a very hard time getting a look at them But despite not being able to see them very frequently we do do know a lot about squids, and a lot of the things that the one in the lake does does not seem to add up very much with real life squids. For example, in one instance in the book, Harry inadvertently feeds it a bit of toast, and on another occasion, the Weasley twins and Lee Jordan are tickling its tentacles by poking it with a stick. And while that sounds like a wonderful way to spend the afternoon, and let's be real, what could ever be better, the issue is that squids would not be able to digest bread at all, and they have a really sensitive skin that would not hold up to being poked with a stick. And really, that's only the tip of the Squidberg as far as I'm concerned, because besides adolescent wizards feeding it indigestible food and poking it full of holes with sticks, it is still amazing that it's alive at all. For one, the Black Lake is a freshwater lake, or more specifically, a Scottish loch, and squids only live in salt water. Switching between the two is not advisable. Like, I don't want to get into the science of it all, but basically, You'd explode. <laughs> or, well, more like your cells would. You'd probably look like real drippy in the uh, skin department. I don't know if nobody want drippy skin. But basically, if you live in salt water, your body is adjusted to the salt, keeping some of the water out of your body. Take the salt away, though, when suddenly too much water comes in, and in a weird roundabout sort of way, the fish would. Drown. Okay, maybe not drown, overhydrated, but you know, same thing. The other reason it should definitely be dead is that the main reason the giant squid has evaded human eyes for so long is because it lives deep, deep, deep down in the ocean. And the pressure down there is super, super high. And what happens when you bring a fish from down there up to the surface too quickly, if it doesn't have time to adjust, it will explode. <laughs> I don't have any further explanation this time that's just actually literally what would happen so if you're keeping track giant squids can't digest bread get poked by sticks exist in fresh water or in shallow water and yet there is one existing in the black lake basically a bread-filled stick infested shallow pool of fresh water i mean you gotta be squinting me how do giant squid Okay, it's not really that shallow, but the fact that Harry is able to go to the very, very bottom of it and continue to exist at all definitely means it is not deep enough by a long shot, no matter how much ghillieweed you had for breakfast. Now, interestingly, this whole situation is as unusual as it is because of information discovered after the books were published. We mentioned this earlier, but in 2019, it might seem hard to believe that we just can't go get a good look at a giant squid if we want to, but it's really not that easy. The first book, and therefore the first mention of The Giant Squid, came out in 1997, and like we said earlier, we didn't even get a real look at a live one until 2006, by which point six of the seven Harry Potter books had already come out. Since then, we have managed to learn a lot about them, but we've still only caught them on camera like, and I'm not kidding, three more times that I'm aware of? So really, it's only retroactively that a lot of this doesn't make sense. But don't worry, JK Rowling. I think we can still get you out of this jam. And you know, squid pro quo, if you wanna repay us and like retweet this video or something, I accept. So how does the squid exist in the lake? It seemed like there was probably a bunch of options. Like maybe it's not really a squid. Maybe it's like an Animagus that idea has actually been debunked by JK herself, who initially sparked the idea when she joked that Godric Gryffindor might still be alive as the giant squid and that he would transform back into a human at night and wander the grounds, but again, that was totally a joke. Not real. It also seemed likely enough that the giant squid in the lake isn't a normal giant squid, that it's actually harboring some sort of hidden magical talents that it's using to keep itself alive. Which is fine, but it still doesn't explain how it got to the lake. Cause as far as I know, there's only one in the lake, unless it happens to have a twin. In that case, do you think they could be... identical? <laughs> By the way, in case you didn't know, me and my wife are also expecting twins. Humans, not squids. It also occurred to me that there is a certain major zoologist who, according to Grindelwald, was expelled from Hogwarts for endangering another human life. Thrown out of Hogwarts for endangering human life. And we have seen something like this before in the form of Hagrid and Aragog, and it does feel like exactly the kind of thing Newt could get expelled for. Having some big creature that other people assume is dangerous, but what he considers just misunderstood. In fact, we even see him cradling and feeding what looks like it might be a baby giant squid right here in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Although, this has later been confirmed to instead be something called a Marmite? Marmite, you know, like the stuff you put on toast. Just don't feed it to the giant squid because it can't digest it. And also if it was the squid, then that would be cannibalism and also actual Marmite really not very good on toast or anything. But then in the Fantastic Beast magic movie handbook, it is revealed that Newt was actually expelled for something Lita did with a Jarvie, but then he took the blame so she wouldn't get expelled, which I guess doesn't mean he didn't release it into the lake, but it does mean he wasn't expelled for releasing it into the lake. But whether or not he put it in there, I actually have a different explanation for how it is able to stay alive when it should definitely be dead. Allow me to direct your attention to the arrival of the Durmstrang students via underwater lake portal? Personally, I have always assumed that their spectacular lake arrival was a function of the ship itself, but now I am not so sure. In fact, on Pottermore, J.K. Rowling has written that she initially had a vague idea, a notion that the lake might lead to other places, and that the ship's arrival hints that you might be able to take a magical shortcut to other waterways. And boom, there you go. I think that right there could account for, one, how the squid first arrived in the lake, and also how it is able to stay alive in the lake. Either it is not always actually there and is sometimes returning to a salty body of water as needed, or else it is using the magic of the lake to summon salt water from elsewhere to keep itself alive. But that still doesn't explain the point of it in the lake, or the story for that matter. Good news is though I think we have identified its actual purpose thanks to young Dennis Creavy who claims to his brother Colin upon entering the school for the first time that he fell out of the boat and was put back in by a large Tentacle he is referring to the ceremonial boat ride led by Hagrid taken by the first-year students when they first arrive at Hogwarts got to tell you though We have seen the boats and they don't have any sails or propellers or anything and yet there they are just moving so you know How do boats true in the limited amount of magic? We have seen Hagrid do by the time Harry gets to the boat ride for the first time one of those things is actually to move a boat. But I have a hard time thinking even Dumbledore would be comfortable with him moving all of the first years across a body of water the moment they arrive at wizarding school. Like, that doesn't seem like the kind of thing that would make parents happy. Especially when he just isn't supposed to be doing magic At all. Hmm, if only there was a giant animal capable of pulling the boats across the water that was known to be near in case anybody fell in. Hmm. Oh wait. Giant squid solved. Uh it really fits very perfectly. I mean, all the other students are going up to the castle, being led by animals they also normally can't see. And it explains why Hagrid is the one leading the boat ride, because he's the one who's able to control the squid. No more in four to a boat, Hagrid calls. Pointing to a fleet of little boats sitting in the water by the shore, Harry and Ron were followed into their boat by Neville and Hermione. Everyone in shouted, "Hagrid, who had a boat to himself!" Right then, forward, forward. Let me just say, is pretty obviously not a spell. No, it is absolutely a command. Even the math works. I mean the average class size at Hogwarts is roughly 40 students. There's only four students allowed to a boat and that would mean that there are 10 boats. And guess how many tentacles a giant squid has? That's right! 8 plus 2. Specifically that and not 10 because squids actually have eight legs and then two arms, but either way it's sort of the same difference Some, I guess. See, you guys, this is why I am always fighting for the math budget, because it is totally worth it. And that is also why the giant squid is in the lake, so that it can pull the first years across the lake on their first visit to Hogwarts. Ben, my question for you and everyone else is do you agree does the squid exist to pull the students to the castle on their first trip? Let me know all of your thoughts and theories in the towel section down below. Guys, I am excited to reveal the very first shirt of the newly launched Super Carlin Brothers Shirt Club over on our Patreon. This is the very first one. We will be releasing new shirts quarterly. If you want to get your hands on this one, you need to make sure you sign up by the end of October. We also have a special limited offer going on on the patreon where if you sign up by the end of october you will also get these awesome holographic stickers and posters you can check it all out via a link in the description down below thanks as always for watching today's video please remember to leave a like on it if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future harry potter action from us if you want to see how hagrid might actually secretly be a millionaire you can check out this video right here or if you want to see what house he was actually in you can check out this video right here but ben that's all i've got for you today man i will see you See you in another Life Brother.